Hello and welcome to Achievement Hunting 101. I'm Fufu Cuddlypoof and this is level 242. Joining me tonight is Big L. Good morning. Koosh Moose. Good evening. And Maychart. Good afternoon. Aww. Ruined. <laughs> yeah. Get a little Z to Z vibes there. Mm. How you doing, Kenny? <laughs> yeah, Kenny. Is the Rhea all cleaned up? I mean, cleared up? <laughs> Either way. <laughs> yeah, it's all cleaned up. Let's just say it's a good <laughs> thing that the walls and the carpet down here is black. <laughs> wow. Hide anything. Oh, and the couches are now brown. I mean, they, it's a good thing <laughs> that they were brown before. <laughs> File under things I didn't need to think about at the top of the show. Crappy conversation. <laughs> well, it's either this or food talk. Oh, mm. well, I definitely don't want to deal with started. food talk now. <laughs> no, I, I just asked how you were. I didn't. I wasn't going there. <laughs> <laughs> That's a common greeting in America, Kenny. <laughs> how are you? Maybe in, maybe in your places of Maryland, not not down here in Dundalk. We just glare at each other and hope the other, the other person doesn't say nothing. Let's go ahead and just get started. Let's jump into the question of the week. And this one comes from Chesno. Yes. Ooh, Shiba Shiba. What is a game you have been wanting to play, but the multiplayer achievements have put you off? And if there was a possibility of boosting, would that change your mind? Let's go to L first. Oh, long time listener, first time questioner. Thank you, Chesno, for your question. I really can't think of any game that I've uh, put off that had multiplayer because it had multiplayer. There's definitely been some games I didn't want to start that were multiplayer because of the huge time commitment. Uh, first one that comes to mind is something like Sea of Thieves, where pretty sure that's more or less entirely multiplayer. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think if you play that game alone, that sounds pretty boring. That needs to be that a just seems like game. a heck of a commitment. Well, Kenny? Sea of Thieves needs to be a multiplayer game. You shouldn't play that that yeah. one alone. Yeah. And um, another game that's talked about on the podcast pretty often that uh, seems like another just bad achievement list is the Friday the 13th game that uh, Devin talks yeah. about so highly. It just seems very grindy and Maybe fun for a little while, but not sustainable. So I tend to stay away from those type of games. Throw me into any boost or multiplayer campaign for the majority. I mean, That's Friday my bread the 13th and butter. is only 150 hours. And you've completed both Gears 1 and 2. Oh, sign me up then. This is nothing compared to that. <laughs> see, back in the days of Gears 1 and 2, we only had um, hundreds of games to play. Now we have thousands, you see. There's... <laughs> Fair. (laughs) Now we have many, 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 many things grabbing at the attention. That is very fair. That is a good point. Let's read some patron responses. Scadavese says, Quantum Theory, Bloodstone, and Red Faction Guerrilla all have multiplayer grinds that require 80 plus hours, and that level of dedication to very old games is unlikely to find by happenstance. Always keeping an ear out for boosting groups for those three. 
So what you're saying is that you would play them if the right boosting group came along. If only there was a website <laughs> or a Discord. Yeah, sometimes it's got we a should start payment. one. Ooh. Well, sometimes with Red these... Red Faction, Guerrilla, Warfare, Discord. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes with these older games, though, like the kind of community that TA is, the community that's uh, around our the, the podcast... These are folks that have, many of whom, have been boosting and doing all this for a long time. So sometimes you run into the issue of there are people who have done it, and they'll help you with the stuff that you can do in the first four or five hours. But understandably so, they're not going to commit to the full long boost. So sometimes it's just a matter of they're just the, the, the willing partners have already done the work when you're talking about especially like the 360 um, long-term boosts. Mm-hmm. And That's I know good. I don't trust some random person on TA. With that said, uh, we're currently in uh, Saints Row 2 boosting, and how old is that game? So right. you could, if you find enough people that have the game. And it all oh, starts sure with asking. plenty of boosting groups. If you looked on mm-hmm. TA, you could find. Absolutely. For yeah, anything. what you need to do, what you need to do is repeatedly spam uh, at everywhere, or at everyone, and at here, and at Fufu. Don't be an elf. Oh, <laughs> you don't yeah, we have a, games. <laughs> we have a general boosting room in Discord, and yeah, if it, if there's some traction, you could start a thread, and sometimes it'll take off. I mean, I see, uh, uh, yeah, like like Michelle was saying, like we have a lot of people that like have done these things like years and years ago, decades ago in some cases, but then you have people like me uh, who didn't play multiplayer. I was just doing single player, and now I'm like, yeah, I'd love to do Left 4 Dead, but everybody's done it, and hopefully there's a lot of people like me, and I'm not, you know, a unique flower. Um, It's so good. No. So, but, you know, (laughs) I think that there are people, we just have to speak up in the boosting channel when we want to get that stuff done, and I'm sure there's, there's other people like me that, you know, haven't done those games, and yeah, I would do them because there's interest. Absolutely. More on that later. Three other people to play Left 4 Dead. Right. There are definitely people within the Discord where the they first started playing on Xbox for achievements with the one or maybe even the series. So they didn't play Left 4 Dead 15 years ago. They didn't have 360s or were playing on the PlayStation at the time, whatever it may be. So there's always a new crop coming up too, for sure. And it all starts with, with asking. Is anyone looking to boost this? You'll generally find a group. Speaking of classic 360 games, Freemhole says... Uh, GT3 option by Clown and I just did our first night of Bioshock 2 turret boosting last night. That game has been sitting on my tag forever because the multiplayer was going to be painful. Well, what do you mean, fine Freemhole? Bioshock 2 is known for its robust uh, multiplayer. And to this day, you can still find a plethora of people playing it. Yeah, who am I kidding? You go there and you run to the turret and you press A a bunch of times and take turns and hope to bring some good stories with you. That's shockingly one of those games where I did the entirety of the multiplayer and <laughs> yeah, you know the rest. I guarantee I you. only did. Hmm. <laughs> I guarantee you that those guys are going to run into the lifers. That mm-hmm. have, that have, they're just playing Bioshock 2 still to this day. Like They'll go in there and they just wreck it. Uh, so uh, when, when you guys do run into those people, let us know because that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I've run into that in Call of Duty 3 
I've run into that in Red Dead Redemption. I've run into that. Yep. Wait, how long ago were you doing Gears Call of Duty 3? Um, I don't know. At this point, probably six, seven years ago. I think it was longer. Oh. But people were, there was always one person there. Well, the way you just said that, it sounded like you were doing Reefing. that like the other week and there's still like an active community playing Call of Duty 3. I was going to say, that's very surprising. But six or seven years ago, that's a long time. You never know. Uh, what about you, Kenny? Well, I'm going to go ahead and read off some responses first. First one comes from Vulgar Latin, and he says, there's not really been one. If I want to play it, I will. Honestly, most of us here aren't blowing the doors down with our completion percentage, so I'd recommend most folks do the same. And then Chewy replies and says, I'm mostly a vulgar. vulgar. A multiplayer mode on a game I otherwise want to play hasn't usually put me off. Games that are mostly multiplayer, on the other hand, I have avoided unless it seems reasonable to get a crew together and actually finish it. So things like Project Winter and Bleeding Edge have happened, but things like Sea of Thieves have not. So I mostly agree with them. I too have not like my my tag is trash when it comes when it comes down to it. I've got plenty of baby games on there. I've got games I know I will never complete or games I can't complete because the multiplayer is dead. And I personally didn't want to just give the answer of, yeah, no, I don't care and then pass on. So I actually looked at this question a little differently. Instead of just multiplayer, I just kind of looked at games in general. And like one of the more recent games, Atomic Heart, I haven't started yet because the achievements are a mess. Like... I might not necessarily pick up a game solely to get the achievements, but if I'm going to play a game, I want to get the achievements. Like I want, I want to try to go for it and go do what I can while playing. I'm not going to sit there and play with a walkthrough so I can find every single uh, collectible or whatever and completely maximize my time and try to get everything. But at the same time, like I don't want to be playing through a story and the story based achievements not pop. That seems silly. But yeah, as far as like multiplayer, like shoot, I've got plenty, <laughs> I've got plenty of games on my tag at this point where the servers are shut down and I can't I can't complete them even if I wanted to. But as but as for what Chewie said, uh Sea of Thieves. That's a big time multiplayer only game. And I could see why people would not want that one specifically on their tag because of the grind. I have a different angle on Sea of Thieves. Like, I, I don't like, I don't mind there being multiplayer, right? Because like, managing that ship is fun when you have four people and it's amazing. You know, you're launching people out of cannons and things like that. Um, mm-hmm. What I hate is the PvP aspect of it. I would love to have a PvE option. So just mm-hmm. take your four crew or your six crew or your, your two man dinghy uh, and just um, take on the <laughs> challenges that way and not necessarily play against griefers. I just hate griefers. In that game, damn it, Kenny! I'm not. He's going to start it up now. I am. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, part of the fun of that game is the PvP, knowing that you have this huge hull and you're trying to go t- turn it in, but then you see a ship off in the distance. It's like, oh god, they're coming after us. We're going to lose everything, and then the anxiety and the tension builds. But like, if you're just trying to get the game done, then yeah, PvE world would be so much better. 
I mean, even that maybe I'd be okay with, like, if the shooting and the fighting were good. Um, but since it's so garbage in that game, um, <laughs> like, I feel like the, the yeah. person versus person is just so bad that, like, it's just horrible. I, like, I don't I just don't want to do that against other people because, you know. Okay, now bad. that's fair. Can't mm-hmm. defend that. <laughs> yep. Sorry, Jables. It's a garbage game. Oh, no. Mm. Don't agree with that take. <laughs> I don't say it's a garbage game, but uh, fighting's not good. Uh, what Wait, about you, Nate? What Jay answer you got? Oh. Well, I'm going to read Carpe Adams, or I'm going to try to. Um, I've accepted <laughs> that I'm not going to 100% every game. The games I can 100% and put the effort in if I want to. But I haven't been hardcore at hunting cheese for a couple of years now. Games I've wanted to play that I haven't are Control, Guardians of the Galaxy, and Rise slash Shadow of the Tomb Raider. I just haven't had the desire to jump into a big, complicated game for a while. I've mostly just been focusing on simple games like Rocket League and Four Kings, but I'm hoping that jumping into the Bleeding Edge and KO City fray will break me out of my rut. Yeah, I feel that. Um, Although, (laughs) I don't play games because I, you know, I think they're good, and therefore I'm saving them for, I don't know, retirement. I don't know. Uh, next up, <laughs> Dino Bull. If I want to play a multiplayer game, I play it. Okay. Short but sweet. <laughs> the man of action. Uh, GT3 Option Fan says, Multiplayer achievements don't keep me away from games that have a good single-player element to them. I do keep, uh, excuse me, <clears throat> they do keep me away from grabbing multiplayer-only DLC, like map packs, especially for mm. Dead MP, you have to boost. And I also tend to stay away from most multiplayer free-to-play stuff that takes a massive time commitment. See, that's because you're smart. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Some of us are not. Uh And uh we just (laughs) we just see that free and like, ooh, free and, you know, more Mm -hmm. backlog and you jump in and then of course you're stuck with uh, Lies of Astaroth, for instance. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Good on you, GT3. <laughs> uh, I am not that smart. Um, so for me, uh, does it put me off from playing? I'd say in some cases it does. Um, I, but I don't really think about the multiplayer much. Like, okay, I'm not huge into Battlefield. I wouldn't do Battlefield just because I don't enjoy it, really. Uh, you know, and like it would take like, what, 300 people? I think that's how big the maps are. It takes 300 people to lock down a server. Something like that. Uh, so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so so that's not going to happen. So I'm, I have no interest in that. Um, but I definitely get pulled in when we have a group of people that are committed to seeing a boost through. So like the Bleeding Edge, for instance. I, I really like these server closures, uh, even though they hurt um, – let me take my focus away from things that I want to work on to things that I need to work on if I want to chase that closure. Uh, but things like the Bleeding Edge and the Knockout City, um, that to me is fun. Uh, <clears throat> and the multiplayer is not that bad um, once you kind of chip away at it, given a long enough time frame. Some of us don't have like, you know, eight hours a day, six hours a day to play at reasonable times when people aren't sleeping. Um, God, and some of us have to do our gaming at like 11 p.m. to you know 2 a.m. Um, so you know we don't really get to meet, match up with a lot of people uh, at those hours. But so when I can find a group that will put up with my insane hours, uh, I like to run with it. Um, and so to further that goal, uh, everyone check out the uh, uh, the uh, gosh, what are we working on right now? 
yeah, uh, Bleeding Edge. Yeah, we're trying to get Bleeding Edge going uh, and knocking that out. So check out the boosting channel. Uh, everybody check that, just the general boosting uh, for anything that you might be interested in to get other people to see if they're interested as well. And if we get enough interest, we'll set up a forum channel for it. And you guys can communicate there and not have to search through all the other stuff. That's just my 12 cents. <laughs> wow. Rich. Yeah, that's where the Discord really does come in handy when you want to set up boosting groups or find people to play with. Always someone on there looking to do some dead game. <laughs> what about the newest games? Or that. <laughs> no one plays new games except for me. Yeah, it was a joke. <laughs> All right, we need the rush of a server closure in order you, to Michelle? play anything. It's it's just how we're wired. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm uh, going to go ahead Server and read. closures for, like, Hogwarts Legacy and everyone jumps on it. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Sorry. It's going to happen someday. It's going to happen someday. Uh, but, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and read Chesno's answer since Chesno asked us the question. So, Chesno starts story time with the Sheeb. One of my favorite games from the 360 generation is Red Faction Guerrilla, the third-person shooter with really good building destruction. I remember playing multiplayer on my dad's PS3 and enjoying it a lot when where people were taking where people take turns blowing buildings up to get high scores. But I know the servers are now long dead, so I decided not to hunt it. Flash forward to early this year, and I learned that the game got a remake. And I was so excited not only to learn that it also has some the same online achievements or wait, let me read this again. <laughs> <laughs> Flash forward to early this year, and I learned that the game got a remake, and I was so excited, only to learn that it also has the same online achievements, and the servers are dead on arrival. If we could get people together, I would love to play through the game and go for the completion. Uh, too long didn't read, or I guess in this case, too long do recap. Red Faction Guerrilla Remastered, dead servers on arrival. So this is uh, our second shout out to uh, Red Faction Guerrilla. So there are people out there looking to play this game. Uh, I remember playing Red Faction Guerrilla at PAX one year, and, and I thought that building-destroying mechanic was awesome, too, but I never really actually looked into the list or anything after that. But I get the feeling that's the kind of game that there are people hanging around in the Discord who, who are looking to get stuff done on that one. Moving on, Icefire, he says, I would go with the Call of Duty games. I always hear that they have good campaigns, but it seems like more than half the list is multiplayer stuff. And then the DLC is exclusively multiplayer stuff for you all DLC people out there. So even though I try not to let multiplayer dictate what I play, like some others have mentioned, I still tend to stay away from Call of Duty for that reason. And Wild West 08 also throws uh, the answer toward Call of Duty, uh, saying the Call of Duty games got too messy with all the zombie steps. Even I had a, even if I had a good boosting group, I am probably done with the series. And that makes sense. Sometimes when these... Uh, I, I don't know much about the zombie stuff, but I know, right, there's like Easter eggs you have part. to find. And it's a lot of steps. I don't know. Kenny, are you familiar with those achievements? I know you've played them. Um, Yeah, depending on the game, there's like a lot of stuff that you have to do. Zombies got extremely complicated as it went on. It went from, man, what was some of the base achievements for that? Like in World of War, I think it was just like, surviving for x amount of time or whatever or finding like some hidden thing and then the later ones i think in like black ops 4 or something like that where it turned more into like an open world type zombies experience and with helicopters and all that 
And then it was like all kinds of setup that you had to do. Zombies got really complicated. So I can kind of understand what he means that by that. So from my answer for the question, um, in so far as what game has multiplayer achievements that have put you off, speaking completely honestly, my perception of multiplayer put me off of getting an Xbox 360 in the first place. Like, I'm not a late adopter at this point because we're so many years in. But I didn't buy an Xbox 360 right away. I got mine at the end of 2007. And it was largely because of my perception of multiplayer. I didn't want to play all these multiplayer games. I like my JRPGs. I like to just do my own thing. But I bought my 360 for Rock Band. And while I did have a group of people mm. who would play locally with me, um, back back at that time, if you when you bought an Xbox 360, it came with a month of Xbox Live Gold. So I redeemed it thinking, I'm never going to use this, but I might as well redeem it and see what happens. And within the first week or so, I found Xbox 360 achievements. I found so many people who play rock band. And before you know it, I was in party pretty much daily with these folks working on the optimal paths to get the highest scores possible and things. So I don't think I've really ever had a super negative relationship with multiplayer achievements to a point where it won't have me starting a game at this point. Like once I got over that initial hesitation, I, I think I definitely hit a little point somewhere in the middle where maybe something like the, the Tomb Raider games, where I was like, I don't know if I want to play a Tomb Raider with multiplayer because it's not what I play it for. But um, it really doesn't cause me to stop playing games. I'm with some of the folks who said like, I'm never going to have 100% completion. So if something has one or two really grindy multiplayer achievements, Oh, well. Um, but what came to my mind more were games with multiplayer where the achievements either didn't support them well, or the fact that the the uh, servers were closing meant that you didn't really play the multiplayer, you just sort of bum, drush, bum rushed it for achievements. So some examples of that would be the, um, the Army of Two DLC multiplayer stuff. Mm. Elle, I know you went through this with me. Um, it looked like a lot of fun. It honestly looked like a great time, but there was a server closure involved. Came to the game late, never really got to play it honestly. So those achievements didn't turn me away from the game, but I never really got to experience them. Or like the um, when we thought the Ghostbusters 360 servers were closing down, we were all rushing to complete that. It seems like a pretty interesting multiplayer mode, but I don't think I ever played like a, le a legit game of it. So I think that achievements have had that more of that impact on me. And actually, um, if it's okay with you guys, uh, if there's any other... If we're good with commentary on this, um, I actually wanted to mention the game I was going to mention for Game Showcase as part of my answer here. So if it's okay with you, uh, if we have any more commentary here, we can wrap that up and I can just move right into Game Showcase. Um, I don't mind. Just real quick. Mm -hmm. I just kind of wanted to say something I noticed. Yeah. We have like 10 different answers that we read and then we all gave an answer and no one mentioned Gears of War. I think that Gears of War is the like kind of prototypical answer for this question and i i imagine that people were just trying to stay away from that answer because yeah, um, i appreciate it you know that's <laughs> kind of the obvious uh, one retro chief i think retro chief mentioned it in the chat but didn't tag podcast mm -hmm. but yeah he's known ah. to play the campaigns on his alt and mm -hmm. doesn't want the games on his tag because of the multiplayer grind yeah and i've well, definitely seen that from other people before as well well, our, yeah, I just appreciate appreciate getting a different answer because yeah. I expected like fifteen people to say that. Mm -hmm. well, it's like our buddy Dwayne; he went for seriously three and basically gave up achievement hunting for like a decade 
because it was just such a miserable experience to play for so long after that. But we, <laughs> we know this of Gears. It seems the Gears developers, uh, you know, they finally kind of righted the ship a little bit with regard to how the campaign is going, but they still just kind of actively hate achievement hunters for whatever reason. So here we are. But yeah, yeah. I'm I'm not surprised it was missed because I just I feel like that's the answer that would come up a lot. And I appreciate everyone really digging into their histories and finding games that uh, applied to this question. Mm hmm. Yeah, right. That's, that's all I just want to mention. Because I think it's solely because the list is long and grindy more so than the game has multiplayer as a blanket answer. I think that's right. just if there's a difference there. I mean, there, there could, and the reason that most people are turned off of, I think, Gears 4 and 5 at this point, and potentially Gears 6 when it comes out, is you just, you know you're mm. going to have, it's an 8 to 12 hour campaign, and if you want the completion, you're going to have to play for over a thousand hours over multiple DLC packs in order to complete it. So I, I think that is to the yeah. spirit of the question. Yeah, that's all I wanted to mention. If you want to go ahead and okay. jump into the game showcase, Michelle. Yeah, so the... Other game I thought of with regard to this question, uh, and again, it's a little bit backwards from the way the question is stated, is uh, one game where I wish the achievements had asked me to play more multiplayer was Titanfall 2. Because Titanfall 1 has amazing multiplayer, but is only multiplayer. And for those of you who don't recall, when Titanfall 1 was initially released, pretty much the major negative knock on the game is it has no campaign. And so... There are eight stages, um, eight maps in Titanfall 1 that have a story built into it about the fight between the IMC and the militia. But you're, you're playing the game. You're not listening to any of the dialogue. You're just worried about whether or not you can get your Titan ready and if you set your burn cards. So when Titanfall 2 was developed, they took all this amazing stuff from the multiplayer and ported it over frontier defenses there. There's all these new Titan types and stuff. But there are two achievements that you can get really easy. So like nobody touches the achievements in it (coughs) i'm sorry nobody touches the multiplayer part of it because they don't need to and i think that's that's sad in a way and i'm I'm guilty of it too Mm -hmm. but i have been replaying titanfall 2 so it is my better completions matter random game of the month and um i actually many episodes ago on a segment called abandonment issues Uh, This was one of the games that was picked for me that I had abandoned. And I explained at that time that I had completed the campaign, but maybe I could pick up one or two other things in the game and, you know, make a little progress. And of course I didn't. So Titanfall 2 is amazing. I'm just going to give that as a blanket statement. If you liked the gameplay of Titanfall 1, everything about it is there and awesome. And there are new Titan types and there's actually a campaign. So if you're not interested in the multiplayer, you can get in there and do the traversal and and all this awesome stuff. There are collectibles, but they're not terribly difficult. It's it's great. It's great. But I wanted to highlight a couple of achievement related things for anybody who's thinking about playing Titanfall or thinking about Titanfall 2 and is possibly hesitant because there's that um, speedrun achievement for the gauntlet. So there's this like practice area at the beginning and you have to finish it in a top three time. It's it's very difficult. Um, yes. Please play the game anyway. It's really good. Um, if you're trying to go for that achievement, I have not gotten it myself yet. The correct approach is to really just dedicate time to it. Like, don't try to do it here and there. Block yourself an hour. Really sit down and work on it. There is a specific gun that makes it a little tiny bit easier because it kills the... 
the soldiers that you need to kill throughout the gauntlet, you have to go back to the shooting range area and kind of jump outside of it and against the wall above the shooting range area, like above where you would shoot from, there's a gun there that you can get that makes it a lot easier. Not Hmm. super easy, but it makes your ability to kill the enemies more efficient. Um, Anything to make that easier. What's that? Anything to make that one easier. Yeah, you still have to... That's a difficult achievement. You still have to do a pretty perfect run. And so there's some degree of, you know, you may want to do some practice runs where you don't shoot any soldiers and you just get a sense of the best path. Or, you know, you combine those things. But the general wisdom seems to be from reading through various um, solutions. You want that weapon. You want either um, an R201 or an EVA 6, which is the shotgun or your basic... um, rapid fire weapon from the game and um you're just you're gonna watch videos learn the path and just practice like my first run was over a minute because you get penalties based on whether or not you kill the soldiers and i got it down to as low as 44 seconds you need to get to 33 just it takes time but you'll get it the other thing i want to point out to those folks who may be interested in trying to complete titanfall is it does have a master difficulty achievement and I stink at first-person shooters. I can bang my head against the wall to a point, but I'm not very good at them. And as much as the Titan is the great equalizer in multiplayer, Titans are still squishy when you're playing on master level in Titanfall 2 for someone like me. But there is a difficulty exploit you can use. So you just start a level on easy. You get killed the first time. Hit start. Change your difficult. Or I'm sorry. Let me start over. You start on master. You get killed the first time, hit start, drop your difficulty down to easy. Do not press X to respawn. The game will automatically start you over and just play. And that's going to give you credit for master. Well, that's good to know. Yeah. And you're going to have to do that for every chapter. So once you get to the end of the chapter and the next chapter loads, quit out, go to the chapter select, select your new chapter, start on master, get killed the first time, drop your difficulty down or to easy play the rest of the chapter out. So if you're interested in such things, if you're worried about the completion and master difficulty is holding you up, it really shouldn't. Like I, the first time I played Titanfall 2, I finished the campaign in like four days. I loved it. I had a great time. But if you're looking for that stuff and that's going to make it a little easier for you, it's good to know. You still have to play the whole game. You're not getting away with play with, you know, a shortcut. You still have to put the time in there, but it's obviously significantly easier without getting killed every four seconds by the various things shooting at you. That's good to know. If I would have known the cheese from Master, I would have did that while I was playing the game. When I was going through my uh, playthrough, however long ago it was, I was doing that. Yeah, I mean, I don't, like, I try. I really do try. I don't, like, uh, go in and uh, immediately just let myself get killed and then switch over. I will try until I'm just like, I can't do this. And And that's another thing where... It's all this gray area with achievement hunting, right? Because if I wasn't doing this for BCM, I'm totally happy with the fact that I completed the campaign on a lower difficulty. Like, I don't I don't need that achievement. I'm doing that because the contest is motivating me to. But, um, you know, it's, it is, of course, a little bit of a strange area. So I'm sorry I won't legitimately be completing it on the master difficulty. Um, but it's a way to get it done and get, you know, hopefully get another thing off the tag. I, the only thing I'm really concerned with at this point is the the gauntlet run but i think it's doable it just takes time did you actually and i'm sorry if you did and i missed it but did you actually say that the three or mention the three multiplayer achievements in this 
I just mentioned quickly that there were very few and they were easy. But if you have the information specifically about the multiplayer achievements, do feel free to share because I, I don't have them pulled up at the moment. So, okay. So the first one is join the player created multiplayer network. I have no idea what that is, but I got it. That was the first achievement I logged in. I, I unlocked. I imagine that was just for joining a up the game. multiplayer game, <laughs> like a friend's game. Customize a multiplayer loadout. And then the third and final one won a multiplayer match. Like, that's beyond easy. Right. And the complete opposite of what Titanfall 1 is. Right. Mm-hmm. And especially now with the player base like being so low. legitimately overcorrected way too much. Yeah, like Oops, you're sorry. mostly... Go no, you're good. You're mostly going to be playing against bots. So it's really not hard to win a match. Like, And if you felt it was for some reason, no, you can certainly grab people and have them play with you. But like, there's no frontier defense achievements. Like, There's not even one. There's nothing for... like. There's no reach one reach the second generation it i agree with you kenny it feels like they way overcorrected because of the response to uh to titanfall one at its launch yeah uh, titanfall one achievements were miserable and that's only just because they had you get x amount of kills or do whatever challenge with a lot of guns that you probably don't want to use or never would use so it made trying to go through the generations near impossible to do it by yourself. And now this, it's like, oh, here's Titanfall 2. And there's, I don't even know why they added multiplayer achievements at this rate. Like, it's just, it's just nothing. Right. It, it's not even enough really to get a taste of the game. It, it's un, it's unfortunate, but it's good for those and folks who would, would avoid a game because of, because Titanfall still plays great, whether you're playing a single player campaign or it's you're playing so a multiplayer, good. it plays great it just it feels awesome and they made all these uh the game is pretty aware of when you're like entering the titan and where you're entering the titan from so there are distinct animations if you're entering the titan from its feet or if you're entering from above and it just it feels great to play so that doesn't change Mm -hmm. whether you're playing one or the other um so for those who avoid multiplayer it's nice that the list is the way it is because they'll get to experience really just this fantastic game that they might have otherwise avoided but it's really unfortunate because the multiplayer is so much fun. It really is. Titanfall is, act- is actually one of those games I wish the community was still like huge and thriving just to go play for fun because it is just mm-hmm. that good. And yeah, and they're like, all looking, playing Apex looking, now. Going through the list. No, that's not true. Kenny, <laughs> if you get the 360 version, I promise you it's a thriving community and we could definitely hop in and play for fun. Uh, and, Nate's um, nephew doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> oh he's really I mean, good at the game now i just let my nephew play like once a you know a week uh just mm-hmm. you know just so he doesn't get tired you know he really likes <laughs> to keep those so. skills sharp even though we're done with it i still let him do it exactly i don't know maybe we can play like titanfall 360 on thursday nights yes hmm better than back for blood <laughs> that's always the part that's a low bar for you guys. Yeah. I liked Back for Blood. It's Prue and L's fault. I, I'm with you on oh, Back for Blood, Kenny. I would play it more. I was just about to like say, I realized after I said that, I didn't mean to include you, Michelle. That Thank was you. more Prue and L. <laughs> it's a card game. It's, it's, it belongs in card and board. It's good. All right. Well, if we got nothing else to say about Titanfall 2, uh, Nate, 
why don't you go ahead and go? What game would you like to talk about? All right. I am back to my old habit of talking about Game Pass Game games. Pass games. Yay. So I'm, I'm going to talk about a game that could very well be told on Thursday that this is leaving Game Pass. It's been around a while. This is Chinatown Detective Agency, um, which is a an adventure, point and click. And um, yeah, if, if you like the old school point and clicks, um, not necessarily the ones where you have to pick the action from the bottom of the screen using your weird joypad. Uh, you don't have to do that. It's not like Maniac Mansion in that in that case. Um, but it is kind of 8-bit graphics, and uh, it's got that aesthetic. And if that's what you're looking for, then, man, this game is something you should check out. Um, you star as a – or you star as – you play as uh, a female detective with running her own agency from the very beginning. Um, she doesn't have a whole lot of money, doesn't have a whole lot of clients. And uh, so, you know, it's kind of dire needs she needs to take any case she can get. Uh, and you'll basically get, uh, from what I've gathered so far, you'll get three um, clients. And they will give you all your missions, and, uh, and that's how you complete it. Um, there's an achievement for choosing to work with them. Uh, and so rather than playing through multiple times, you're going to want to save scum it. Choose one. Uh, once you get to a certain point in the story, you'll save. You'll choose one. You'll go back. You'll choose the other. You'll go back to the, the third. Now, one of the things that helps you in this game is also kind of an annoyance, is that the game doesn't let you save. Uh, it only saves after the end of a contract. So once you've solved a case, uh, not a contract, a case. Once you've solved a case, the game saves. So if you're in the middle and you have to go do something and you come back, there's no way to save your progress in the middle of a case. You have to basically restart that case again. So that's a slight annoyance. Just be aware of it and just know that, okay, I'm going to do a case. And then if your playtime is up for the night, uh, maybe, or, or if your playtime is not done for the night, maybe you just put that away, go do something else for the remainder of your time where you can save when you want to, and then chip away at this game as you go. Uh, the cases are... Um, they're not bad so far. They do require internet use. So you're not going to, you know, unless you're a geography expert um, and a history buff, <laughs> you're, you're probably not going to know the answers to all these uh, puzzles that they're giving you. Chat you're going to have to do some some Bing Foo, use some chat GP or whatever it is, uh, and, and get some <laughs> incorrect answers uh, in order <laughs> to solve these cases. Uh, now, I have yet to pop an achievement. Uh, so the achievements are Gross. pretty pretty far in. Well, you know, if if you're just trying this out, I'm letting you know you can try it out for a while before you pop an achievement. So there's there's no harm in just jumping in and going. There's no press start. Uh, it's going to take a little while to get the first achievement, which is for completing the first three missions. So you, you know, if you haven't finished uh, three missions, you're okay to walk away and 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 not continue. But if you like the game, go ahead and finish those. Um, there are, they're marked as missable, <laughs> 15 missables. There was some discussion on uh, the Discord today about TA and their missable, uh, basically tagging and their definition of missable. I think these are not really missable. I think you're going to get them uh, for the most part if you just play the game. Uh, there are achievements for visiting 12 different cities. Um, there's an achievement for uh, taking a total of 30 flights. So one of the things you have to do is... Um, the basic gameplay loop is client comes in, gives you a case. 
you then decide where you're going to go in the world uh, by city to uh, actually not by city, by country uh, to how, you know, to solve the case. And um, you then have to book a flight. <laughs> you have to go to the airport. You have to get on the plane. You fly out. Uh, you then go to a location and maybe you do some stuff there. That's, that's kind of been the MO so far. Uh, it's not super involved. There's not a whole lot of uh, mix component A with tab C. You know, there's none of that. There's no, you know, try the glue on the, or try the diamond on the glass. There's none of that. It's, it's like, oh, figure out where this stamp comes from. Figure out, um, you know, uh, where this book reference is, those sorts of things. So, like I said, they are going to require some internet searching. Um, and that's, that's how the basic gameplay works. I think you're going to get the things of taking the flights and traveling. I think that's going to happen naturally, but you can definitely, um, save scum and, and get a lot of progress that way. Um, L you're going to love this one achievement. Uh, it's, it's called the fall of man. And the description is you've shoot con. <laughs> Amazing. So, um, yeah, so there's a little something for everybody. Um, <laughs> So, like I said, a little something Thank for everybody. For um, I, I'm really enjoying the game. I, I don't want to pay $25 for this, so I will be completing this as uh, I'm a little worried that it's going to show up in Leaving Game Pass uh, by the end of the month. If certainly not by the end of the month, you know, pretty soon. So that's my urgency to get this guy done. And, um, yeah, I enjoy it. If, if you're, Like I said, if you're a fan of those old school point and clicks, um, you definitely want to mm-hmm. check this one out. So, Kush, I... Oh, oh one thing I should mention... Mm-hmm. Let me let me mention this one thing, and then of I course. will get to your question. There is a ton of voice acting in this game, so most of the Much case better. work where where they're discussing the case with you and you're discussing back, that's all voice acted. Now, when you are looking around the room, uh, this this game does a really good job of highlighting things. Normally, you know, like in uh, Thimbleweed Park, for instance, you're looking for coins on the ground, and it's like it's per pixel you're trying to find this coin. This game doesn't do that. The, the things that you're going to interact or look at are very large. When you walk near them, they're very well uh, highlighted so that you can tell exactly what's an interactable thing that you can look at. It's a great job of that. You don't have to worry about that pixel-perfect uh, positioning. Uh, go ahead, Michelle. So I think I may know the answer, but I'm curious. The game is um, it's available with xCloud touch controls. I imagine as it's point and click, it probably would work well with them. So if somebody was looking to complete this because we're anticipating <laughs> a closure, would you recommend cloud touch controls? Do you think that that would work or should people stick with the a console, the console version or the PC version? Well, normally a point and click, I'd say go for it. Um, you don't really have to worry about the, the touch controls because everything's, you know, at your leisure, like leisure, you don't have to uh, have quick time reflexes. Um, however, this game does seem to have a component where in some cases you may have to shoot a dude. Um, and in those cases, you do need to move the cursor and you have a, a limited amount of time to get the cursor over the place you want to shoot and then hit the shoot button. Now, I haven't done that on um, the cloud controls. I did start the game on cloud controls, but since I didn't finish finish a case, it didn't save my game. And I don't really remember how far I got into it. Um, I'm not going to say that they're great, but I also don't remember hating them when I tried it. Um, but I didn't get too far in. So that's a big I don't know. It's actually kind of funny that you brought that up, Michelle, because I was 
just about to say the same thing. Uh, Nate, while you were talking, I, I pulled up Game Pass on my phone real quick to, to look at the touch controls because I noticed on TA it said it. And it only has, it has like the overlay. It's not like it's actual touch touch. It has the overlay. And it only has four buttons. So there's only four buttons and one of them is the knob, is like the the cursor to move around, move or the knob to move your cursor around. But then uh, it can't be too difficult. But Aaron, you play on no your idea. phone. Kush can play on his Xbox. I'll play on Windows. And we could just form the best agency possible. Michelle, you could be the secretary. I think that's fair. On TA, it doesn't say play anywhere. It just says Xbox Cloud Gaming. Does that mean if you start it on your on like xCloud on your phone, does will you be able to pick it up from your Xbox or your PC? I think the cloud is the cloud. That's what I'm assuming. I'm just that's not what the cloud sure. is. Like I said, I, I didn't complete a case, so the game didn't save state, so I, I can't confirm or deny. Ah, uh, okay. I'm just throwing it out there. Yeah, this seems to be a game where people, at least on my friends list, they grab the first achievement, which I guess takes a while, like you said, and then they drop it. Uh, by 571 completed <clears throat> it, and then next highest is Retro Chief on my list with 300 TA in it. <laughs> so... Might be a toughie. I mean, I, I wouldn't call it tough. Uh, no, there's solutions online. You can find all that stuff. Um, th- there's no uh, achievement guide that I've seen, but there are case solutions for solving each one of those. All right, you let us um, know in a month when you have this totally completed. <laughs> two weeks, yeah, I'll let you know. Because <laughs> I'm 100%. pretty sure it's going to be leaving at the end I of the month. So. Yeah, it came into Game Pass April seventh, so. Yeah, it could be the end of March, could be April 15th, one or the other. Yeah, who knows? Well, a 10 to 12 hour point and click game. That's also 8 bit. Uh, not up. my game. <laughs> my <laughs> end games. But I'm glad you're enjoying it, Nate. Uh, but if it, as long as nobody else has anything else they want to say about that, or Chinatown Detective Agency, then L, what game would you like to talk about? Wouldn't you like to know, mate? Wow, what a great accent that was. I'll be talking about the game called Stone. And this is one of those games that flew by me under the radar because it's just one of those games with uh, a bad name. But I legit thought you were joking when I read this on the dock. I didn't actually think this was a real game. Yeah, it is a real game. And it is very Australian. And you don't see too much of that on Xbox. Uh, you play as a, um, a koala bear. And this game, right off the bat, it lets you know it's a hip-hop stoner noir. So yeah. you're like, what the hell is this going to be? So you're this whacked out koala bear and you find out that you're a private investigator and you wake up and you get a call saying Alex is gone. So Alex has been kidnapped and you need to find out what's going on. And you just happen to be a private investigator. Now, TA calls this an adventure game. I don't know how I would describe it, 
basically you're going around, you go to the bartender, try to talk to the bartender, get clues. You go to the club, you dance in the club, you get clues. It's fully voice acted. But the Australia part is very interesting to me. So right off the bat, there's a glossary in the game and it tells you what certain words mean. <laughs> so so you have more basic ones like it says bloke or a Sheila is a person. And then as you go, you see like he talks about doof or doof and it's he's talking about like techno music but the the glossary says it's the sound that bass makes at a club or a rave. So this game just pays it just loves Australia. And I learned a lot. There's a lot of techno <laughs> music in this game. A lot of techno music, a lot of hip hop. Um okay. It's called a stoner noir. You're not I don't it's not there's no drug talk in this game. This panda <laughs> looks what like you, he's on drugs. Or not panda, koala bear. <laughs> he he does look it, but they don't really talk about it. But you can uh hit the Y button at any time to just uh light up a cigarette. <laughs> so there's that. A cigarette. Um, I think it's a cigarette. Yeah, definitely. So I really enjoyed this game. I thought it was hilarious. I thought it was funny. All the different characters are animals. I don't want to spoil anything. I actually would recommend like you're gonna play this game for the achievements probably it's a one to two hour game. But the story is really good. And there's choices you have to make, but there's only ever two choices um and you're definitely a, a foul mouth uh koala and sometimes the choices are actually um soft touch or hard ass and there's actually achievements related to both of those choices so you just have to pick each one of those once and then from there you could just pick any options really um so like i said it's a one to two hour game the achievements are pretty straightforward you go through, and each act is an achievement. There's a walkthrough on TA. Uh, there's one achievement for finishing Act 4 that didn't pop for me. And then I said, uh-oh. And then I went to the solution, and some people said, well, this didn't pop for me. I had to delete my save and start over. So I said, oh, no. Gross. But I noticed that there's a chapter select. I went right back in to the last uh, act of the chapter three, and it took like two minutes, and it popped that time. So well, that's I'm nice. wondering if two years ago when the game came out, there was no chapter select, maybe? I don't know if they would update hmm. something like this. But that was the only issue I had. There's another achievement for going to the bar and dancing to techno music. And there's a lot of techno music, so a lot of people think that this achievement is glitched. But I believe there's a specific song that has to be playing. So you can just keep leaving and going back in, and you'll eventually get that achievement. Those are the only um, minor, minor issues with the achievement list. Um, the other very interesting thing about this game is that there's, um, from time to time, you sit down and watch TV, and the game has actual movies in the game so a few weeks ago we talked about this in high on life with right the, uh so this actually has some public domain movies as well huh. and that's neat i learned a lot about 
them because I never knew about them. So a lot of them are Australian. And there's so there's um a movie called The Story of the Kelly Gang that came out in 1906. And this apparently is the first feature length movie ever. Uh, unfortunately, most of it has been lost to time, and there's about four minutes in the uh, left, and that's in the game. Um, there's a silent movie called Haxon, which is about witchcraft. Uh, there's another silent movie called The Cabinet of Dr. Caligari, which is known as the first ever horror movie from 1920. And then there's a movie that people will actually recognize uh, recognized called Light, uh, oh my God, called Night of the Living Dead, the original uh, George Romero horror classic from 1968. And the whole movie's there. It's an hour and a half, and it's there. Wow. So I was surprised to see this stuff. So, yeah, when I downloaded this game, I'm like, this is 4.8 gigs. I'm surprised. But now I see why. There's movies, there's a lot of music. So you sat there and just kept watching movies in the game? <laughs> um, no, I want to, but uh, I didn't. But I did watch, you know, I watched the first few minutes of each thing, for sure. Did you spend then, you more know, time researching the movies than you spent actually playing the game? It's only one or two hour completion, right? Um, so, or did, did the game have this information <laughs> in it already? This is just, th- this, no, I, I researched them all on my own. You know, when you start the movie, it tells you the year it came out and, and how long it is, and that's about it. To me, it brought it from just, you know, forgettable average game to, wow, there, there's mm-hmm. some thought put behind this and, and some love. And this is by Convict Games. And there's another game that was supposed to come out in 2022 called Burn, which is a musical visual novel. So that sounds very interesting. That's weird. I just looked on their Twitter, and it now says coming out in 2023. So hopefully it comes out this year. I'm very interested to see what they come up with now. Um, I'm surprised Nate and Corey haven't played this game yet. I was looking at my Australian friends to see if they played it. Looks like Chen Doctor only started it, and Spaceman doesn't have it on his tag. I'm going to have to talk to these, these people. And see if uh, this is an accurate representation or if it's embarrassing. Oh, I'm wrong. Corey has played it. Yeah, a lot of people have played it, and that's why I was surprised I never heard of it. Uh, the game, unfortunately, has quite a hefty price tag, uh, $15. <laughs> it has been on sale for $6, which is a price I would recommend it at. So hopefully it goes on sale again. It's been, it's been a little while. Since it's been on sale a couple of years. Uh, anyway, that is Stone. I would play it, you know, play it for the points. Come for the points and stay for the story. There's actually a couple of good reveals and, and, and twists and turns in the game. So it was I'm a good, good time. <laughs> I'll tell you what happens after. It's great. Well, at least now I know what the cold open for the show is going to be. Thanks, uh, Al. Oh, geez. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, two, uh, 2.19 rating on TA and there's about 1600 people more play this game than I thought there would be when you look at <laughs> watching a couple of the clips but then again I guess now that I think about it, easy completion that makes sense don't judge a book by its cover Sheila 
Nice. Uh, I had fun with it. Right. Easily a meal. I, I can tell you would have fun with this. Yeah. The the humor in this, just by watching a couple of clips, yeah, this is an mm-hmm. L humor game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. But uh, let's get into some sales. Nate, what would you like to recommend? Well, this week I'm going to recommend Just Cause 4 because... It is a gold edition because it's $12 down from $48. Uh, that's the Ooh. lowest price. Uh, if you get the complete edition, it's $14 down from $56. Uh, both of those versions will let you get all the DLC achievements. So it's kind of up to you. Do you want to spend 2 bucks more to get some cosmetics and weapons and vehicles and things like that? Or do you just want to get the base, the minimum, you know, the minimum pieces of flair? Uh, this is a third-person shooter, open world. It's 50 to 60 hours. It was on, no, it's currently on Game Pass. But if it were to leave, uh, you wouldn't have access to it unless you paid for it. So that's why we're talking about it now. Next up, Curse of the Dead Gods, $4 down from 20 Talked about this a bunch. You should know about it, if you listen. Uh, this is the lowest price. Uh, I think it's tied for the lowest price, so it's not a brand new lowest price. But uh, And lastly, Unsighted. Is $12 down from 20 also at the lowest price ever. Uh, this is an action-adventure Metroidvania. Uh, be warned, though, it's not a, necessarily an easy completion. There are a couple skill-based achievements, like the 100 perfect parries, that might give you a little bit of trouble. good thing about uh, buying it is that you have all the time in the world to get good at it. There you go. Uh, oh, what would you like to recommend? Well, it looks like this week there's a huge Square Enix sale. All the Final Fantasy games are on sale. Um, but the one that caught my eye most of all was Outriders DLC, which is usually a ridiculous $40, is now a more reasonable $20. And this is the first time it's been on sale. So you can get that by itself. Or if you're afraid Outriders is going to leave Game Pass, you can pick up a bundle of both of them for 30 I think it's been on Game Pass for a couple of years now already, so I don't know. I don't know if it's worth taking the gamble or not. But that's what caught my eye this week. Yeah, that also right. came out April 1st, 2021, so that might be on the chopping block soon, too. I think there was one game that was two years that just left. I forget which one. Uh, I don't know. All right. <clears throat> Well, we have some games of gold games. Um, as we said before, available all month long is Trooper Brook, which is an adventure point and click, three or four hours. <laughs> then we have Sudden Strike 4, the complete edition, which is a strategy real-time game. <clears throat> real-time strategy game. Bleh. And now available from, uh, well, today as of release of the podcast until April 15th is... Lamentum, a survival survival horror game that looks like it's about eight and a half hour game or for the completion. So if that's something you're into, go ahead and grab those. Or if nothing else, just grab them. They're free. Why not? That's games of gold. And then Game Pass news out now is Valheim, but it's a game preview. So I don't I don't believe there's any achievements in that yet. And then Sid Meier Civilization Six. For the cloud console on PC, PC, 
And from what I heard, this is a very good Civilization game. Although I don't think it's anyone here's bag that would want to play that besides myself. And available next Tuesday, uh, March 21st, is Nino Kuni Kunai the second. You got it right. Rev- Nino Kuni. The Revnik Kingdom. Wow. Bleh. Yeah. Uh, the Prince's Edition. I don't know what difference that makes. For a console and PC. Classic. <laughs> All right. And we don't know if anything is leaving Game Pass news. And since we don't know know of it, that means nothing's leaving. So <sighs> yes, free to go. Nothing's leaving. <laughs> We're definitely nothing's not going to get podcasts on on leaving news. It's just it's just not going to happen. March is a good month. Nope. Nothing else is going to go wrong. Nothing can go wrong. You're listening <laughs> to this on three sixteen. <laughs> Can't go wrong there. And just as a reminder. Uh, March's game of the month is Psychonauts 2. If you're in the Discord, we do have a channel dedicated to it, so you can talk, so you can go through and talk about the the game there, gameplay, spoilers, all that kind of stuff. If you are giving like end game spoilers, you know, be courteous to everyone. Put it in a spoiler tag just in case. It is a story driven game. All right, but yeah, with that, let's get into Brad Camp. Take it away, Michelle. All right. I have completions and I'm immediately taken aback by L never because it's really strange to read that as if L has never reached any of these milestones. But L never has reached a milestone of 250 completed games. Alicia has reached a milestone of 1,150 completed games (laughs) and Redemption Denied just laughs at us all and has reached a new milestone of 3,000 completed games. Congratulations. That is a huge milestone. Ian Streaks. Quantum Gray 17 is currently on a 200-day streak, as is What the Fug. Next up, Domain with 350 days, Survivalist with 600 days, and Neo 21 also with 600 days. In Gamer Score, Infamous has reached a new milestone of 550,000 Gamer Score. JZARP43 has hit 900,000 Gamer Score. What the Fug has hit the big 1 million Gamer Score. And I'm sure he did it with an incredible game, too. Let's see. What was it? Oh, man. He did it with Abe's Animals. What the crap? He did it by watching a kitty. <laughs> what a awesome game to job, get there. Fug. You're not even supposed Congrats. to. Don't even talk about what he did. It's very rude. At least the achievement is pretty. There's a super pretty achievement on there. Not only so did he do it with that crap game, he <laughs> went past a million on the nose. On purpose, just to draw my ire. And you know what? It worked. You are jerk. What the fuck? That is your real name. Complete heathen. Awesome job, fug. Love you, Chris. Seven digits. That's what's up. Uh, Rocker Dude has hit 1.1 million gamer score. Unky Tim Foo has hit 1.2 million gamer score. Gambler has hit 1.3 million gamer score, and Mental Knight 5 has hit 2.3 million gamer score. In leaderboards, Alicia is <laughs> now in the top five of the England TA leaderboard for party. Chewy on Ice is number 200 of the completed games leaderboard for adventure. And also top 50 of England Gamer Score Leaderboard for Adventure plus point and click. 
GT option fan is now in the top 200 of Georgia. True achievement leaderboard for Xbox 360 action. Jblach. Oh, we've done that in a while. Now second in the Nova Scotia TA leaderboard for MMO. Wow. Hmm. Very nice. That's different. Is uh nice. Sea of Thieves an MMO? Jeez, <laughs> oh, about to ask that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but who's the other guy? Away. He doesn't play his own games. Yeah. Go ahead, look it all up, guys. I'm on We're gonna it, have I'm to put it. a hit out. <laughs> uh, it is in fact uh, an, an MMO. As well as first-person shooter, naval, open-world, and vehicular combat. Where was I? KT Echo. Echo is now in the top 200 of the Ohio Completed Games Leaderboard. Lord of Dookie. 69. Nice. Is now in the top 200 of the Gamer Score Leaderboard for third-person shooter. And Mental Knight is now in the top 100 of the TA leaderboard for competitive ratio. And Mental Knight also wanted me to read that uh, he and Rucker paired up for Valentine's um, TA contest. And he said, we did a little research and we tried our best, but all we could manage was 69 by far the best score of the, <laughs> any of the single genre teams. Nice. Kind of glad, though, if we went much farther, it might have actually had to start a new game. Well, luckily, you, you uh, got to stop right at 69, and everything was right with the world. Nice. See, that's an actual accomplishment. Not what Fog did, loser. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Good job, everyone. Good job, everybody but Jay Black. <laughs> <laughs> and fuck. All right. Well, that will do it for us this week. Thank you all for listening. Uh, all of the links to all of our different socials and whatnot are listed below in the show notes. We have a little doc link to help you get to everywhere. Uh we appreciate all of our patrons that are able to support us. And also everyone who is in the Discord joining in on the game in a month and all the other shenanigans that we get that goes on in there. Uh, yeah. Thank you all for listening. See you next week. Class is dismissed. Go boost Bleeding Edge. Bye. Welcome to Never Ending Stories, a segment in which I asked the patrons and the staff members to go back and play some of the oldest games on their tags where they had not yet finished the campaigns or the story modes. 
this is a little contest I've put together because we spend so much time thinking about completions and score uh, and sometimes we just neglect, you know, games have got uh, stories and campaigns that we just haven't finished. So uh, ignoring all that other stuff, uh, I've just asked people to go back and play their oldest ones. Uh, joining me today, and I think their podcast debut, if I'm right, that's right, is a GT3 Option Fan. Hello, everybody. <laughs> How's it going? Good. Uh, so yeah, podcast debut. First podcast ever. Yeah, that's right. First podcast ever. Amazing. Wow, <laughs> we are popping your podcast cherry <laughs> with this. <laughs> For anyone who doesn't know, the concept is that I gave everybody uh, ten games from their collection, and this was their ten oldest games where they hadn't completed the story mode. I kind of skipped over games where there wasn't really a clear story or campaign mode. Um, sometimes I probably didn't get it quite right um, and I gave the people the opportunity to skip games as well and why don't you tell me which game or in fact games uh, you've managed to complete so far yeah so uh, the first month uh, of this contest uh, I decided to um, take on Splosion Man and uh, Prince of Persia Classic Ooh, so two, two old classic Xbox Live Arcade games. That's right. Gamer's choice. Which do you want to talk us through first? Um, we'll do uh, we'll do Explosion Man since I did that one first. Okay, Explosion Man. So, Explosion Man originally came out in two thousand nine, mm-hmm. and you started it in two thousand ten. That's right. It looks like you played it over the course of about a week, maybe. It's kind of hard to tell because, uh, as is the case with quite a lot of arcade games back in the day, the achievement list doesn't really tie in much to kind of story progression. There's a lot of random right. stuff in there. Yeah, so, I mean, I first got my Xbox 360 probably at the end of '09, And so 2010 was kind of the first year of having an Xbox, and I remember um, playing with my college roommate. We were playing Splosion Man, the co-op campaign, and we played it all the way through, and we had a blast with it. But, you know, um, I'm, so I remember beating the game, and so I was really quite surprised when I saw this on my <laughs> list because I was like, no, I remember seeing the ending to this game. And then, you know, for whatever reason, I went back and looked at the, achievement list and I was like oh there's two different campaigns to this there's a single player campaign and a co-op campaign and so I just never finished the single player campaign to this yeah so when, when you pointed this out originally I was like well hang on a sec does that mean I've kind of made a mistake including this because technically you did complete it but is it is it a completely separate story or is it just one is co-op one is single it's the same thing I mean yeah, this is where, you know, the whole story concept gets a little gray, you know, because Explosion Man is a very loose story, you know. It's more just levels and, you know, you're going through, a, 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 you know, a lab when there's scientists that you blow up and you face a few bosses, but it's really more about just the gameplay and going through uh, and you know, there's a campaign for sure, and you get to an end, and there's an, there's an ending. So the levels are definitely different. But I remember the like the final boss that you face at the end of the co-op campaign is the same boss that you face at the end of 
the single player campaigns. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're the same ending, um, but the the levels themselves are very different mechanics. I guess I, I've never actually played this one. Uh, I quite like Twisted Pixels' other games that I've played. The more. I did like them more, yeah. Um, the Gunstringer, particularly, mm-hmm, yeah. um, and Loco Cycle's okay. It's uh, mm-hmm. nothing special, but people seem to either like or, or really don't like their kind of earlier games, Explosion Man, Comic Jumper, um, and I just completely yeah missed all of those. Uh, so, what is the kind of general mechanic in um, So, the general mechanic is you. It's a platformer that uh, you get to jump or explode three times in a row and to kind of gain more jumping ability you have to kind of land on you know ground or the wall for a you know short period of time and you can kind of gain back your ability to explode more um so it's, it's kind of difference of you know jumping over platforms or uh hitting switches at very specific times uh, hitting enemies, there's certain puzzle elements of, hey, you have to get around this particular gun, uh, so you have to figure out how to, you know, um, you know, pick up an enemy to use as a meat shield in particular segments, or you have to figure out which switches to hit. Um, so some of them are more puzzle kind of platformer elements, and then some of them are very, uh, like, meticulous uh timing of you just have to you know you'll do the same segment over and over and over 50 times <laughs> to get the exact timing down on it right. um and you kind of feel like you're beating your head against the wall sometimes uh <laughs> getting that timing down because it, it's 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 pretty unforgiving but thankfully you know if you get to a certain point in the level it's a checkpoint and you're you're good. You know, you'll start back at that checkpoint. Mm. So that's generally the mechanic. And then occasionally, you know, you'll, you'll fight some enemies who will shoot projectiles at you and you kind of have to uh, balance, you know, jumping off of platforms or exploding off of barrels while you're uh, hitting projectiles back at the the enemies. That sounds fun. Uh, Because normally I'd say uh, kind of at this point, why did you leave it so long uncompleted? But I guess in your case, you kind of, in your head, you you had completed right. it. Do you think you ever would have gone back to it? Sure. If um, it wasn't for this? I think, uh, well, f- for one, the, the single player campaign, um, I kind of realized when, uh, when I picked it back up for this contest why I might have put it down, just because there are those difficulty spikes that happen in the game where... You, you do feel like, oh man, I'm I'm just hitting a wall here. I'm just, you know, having to do the same same thing, you know, 20 times in a row. And it's funny, you know, if you die a certain amount of times, the the game will say you've died a lot. You know, do you want to skip this level? <laughs> you know, do you want to take the coward's way out and skip this level? And you can't do that for the achievement, of course. You have to you have to legit complete every level. Um, but yeah, I, I kind of, you know, while I was playing, I was like, okay. Uh, this is why I put it down and I, I moved on <laughs> to something else, you know, cause, um, but it was fun. You know, I, I really, I really did, um, enjoy it. Like, you know, it was, it's one of those games that once you get past a certain section that you've been, you're beating your head against the wall for a while, there is a, there's that gratifying, uh, feeling of accomplishment, uh, getting past those really hard moments. 
So you've now left the game with 9 out of 12 achievements mm-hmm. and 125 out of 200 gamer score. What you've got left looks like collectibles primarily, but it's collectibles from both campaigns. Right. So you'd have to go back and do the multiplayer again. I assume you can do level select to Correct. get them if you really wanted to. Correct. And then you've got hardcore mode, yes. which it sounds like it's pretty hardcore yes. already. Do you, do you think you'd ever go back to get that stuff? So I would not mind going back and doing the levels to try to get all uh, the collectibles, which are the cakes um, and the single player, the co-op. I wouldn't mind doing that. Um, if, it, you know, if, if you could make your RTDL in, in such a way that you only have certain uh, achievements uh, applied towards that, I, I, would, I would, wouldn't mind doing that. But the hardcore mode is just brutal because you know it's 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 like that, but it uh, you, you know except it's like the the normal single player mode, but instead of getting checkpoints in a level, that you just have to play the entire level. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like I said, so many of the sections are just brutal. Um, you know, I, I I literally probably died 40, 50 times. Uh, yeah. and so, you know, just the amount of practice and dedication and, you know, going back and over that particular section, I'm, I'm just like, I, you know, mm-hmm. it, 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 at this point in my, my gaming, uh, life, I, I move on to, uh, something else, yeah. you know? No, that's fair. That's fair. It's, it's only been unlocked by 2% of gamers. It's got a 6.84 ratio. So, you know, I don't think anyone would blame you for and, you know, those, skipping those, out. Those ratios on those early yeah. Xbox 360 games are, are, you know, are different too, you know, because mm-hmm, you just have mm-hmm. less, you know, less choice and less. So, you know, when, when those old games have that high of a ratio, you know, it's really um, a difficult yes. one to go for. Which I think applies to your other game as well. Uh, if we move on to that one, uh, you've got Prince of Persia Classic. And by classic, we really do mean... Because there's a few Prince of Persia's right. on the 360, but this is the old school... It's a remake of the original, but it's very much in the style of that original side-scrolling, I guess, platforming. Right, yeah, <laughs> kind yeah, of, yeah. Yeah. But it's it's single screen, single stepping, isn't mm-hmm. it? Uh, it's not fluid right. um, in the same way. Yeah, very old school. Yes. You so that one came out in two thousand seven, and but you started it actually uh, around the same time you started Explosion Man in, in two thousand ten. Right. Uh, and you got the first achievement. Didn't go anywhere else with it. You right. did come back the next year. Got the next achievement. But then that was it. Right. No more. Right. <laughs> uh, until until uh, January this year when, when I said, you go and just finish that story. Yep. I have a very similar story with this in my unlocking that I've, uh, I think I've only unlocked the first achievement. Right. If, if at all. Uh, what, I'm assuming for the same reason I put it down is the same as you. Uh, but do you want to, do you want to tell me what you thought, thought? Sure. I mean, I'm a, you know, I, I was introduced to the Prince of Persia franchise with the, the Sands of Time game that I absolutely loved when it, mm. when it played, uh, played it on the GameCube, um, back in the day. And, um, then I got, uh, when the Xbox 360 first came, you know, when I first got one back in 09, 2010, I, I got the, the, the remake of Prince of Persia. And so I was like, oh, here's another Prince of Persia game, you know, this platformer. And I uh, picked it up and just 
it is brutally, um, it's just unforgiving uh, with some of the levels, uh, you know, and difficulty spikes uh, in that. And one of the mechanics in the game uh, is that there's a timer, and it's a timer for one hour when you start the level. And it says, hey, you have to beat, beat the game in one hour or the princess dies. And you're like, okay, well, you know, I get through maybe the first or second level, and I'm... I probably spent 15 minutes, you know, um, getting through through that. And then I'm like, okay, I can, you know, struggle through the rest of this game, but then I don't want to just get to the end of this game and I run out of time and then I have to play this whole thing over again. Uh, and so that for me was my mental block of saying, uh, I, I don't want to invest the time to this game if it's ultimately going to make me, like, not be able to complete it, you know? Mm. When I looked back at this, you know, when it came back this year uh, for your contest, I, I looked back at it and I was like, wait a minute. I looked at the story completion uh, achievement specifically and it said, you know, hey, if the timer runs out, it's not a big deal. Like, there's literally, what? there's literally no point to the timer. It, it's, it was a mechanic oh. in the original game. And if the timer runs out, you just keep playing. Like, there's a little cutscene where the... Oh, the, I see. The, 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 well, it'd be like continues, wouldn't it? I guess you'd just keep continuing. Well, it's, until, well, it's like the Sultan yeah. takes her to the, the dungeon or something, but then you just keep playing. Like in the original game, you, you legit only had an hour, but when they remade it for this Xbox Live arcade game, they're like, oh, we want people to, you want to be a little bit more forgiving and let people keep playing and stuff. But it that just that timer mechanic kind of convinced me like i'm i'm never going to be able to finish this game in this time frame so uh, so it's a, it's a, it's almost like a fake out it, so it definitely um, is. it reminds me in the in hellblade early on in the the hellblade game the new the new game mm-hmm. you are told that you are fighting corruption and you see the corruption spreading across your arms and your body and you're told in the game that if the corruption spreads too far, you will die, and that will be the end. Mm-hmm. That will you will fail. Right. So it creates this kind of pressure in the gamer that if you die too much or fail too much, you might like p- get permadeath. You might right. that would be the end of the game. You can't go any further. But it turns out that that is actually a fake out. It's a it's a it's a it's a game mechanic right. that doesn't actually exist right. <laughs> the, the corruption does spread but it spreads for everyone at the same rate right you know uh, and, and it will not take over you will not die uh, it, you know what it tells you is is a lie and it kind of is supposed to feed into the the themes of the game mm. and feeling like you're going to fail and and that feeling that, that failure is is always a, 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 you know an option um even if it's not really but but in this case, it just feels like they just kind of remade the game and then just didn't bother to take out the timer. They, yeah. they, they built the timer in and thought they. Yeah, I guess they they weird. left it in to pay you know to pay homage to the the original, but mm. they wanted it to be a little bit more accessible. So yeah. it just kind of felt like a uh, okay you know why 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 was this here? So, well, that's really interesting because I think that's probably. My my exact experience is probably part of that too, where I was feeling the pressure of being like, well, I'm never going to finish this, so what's the point? <laughs> and I just put it down again. Right. And then, too, I, I think one thing that, you know, 
has helped me, you know, now is um, just the, the benefit of, you know, video walkthroughs and stuff that have people have made at, at this point in time. And, I've, you know, just so much more accessible as far as having additional screens and stuff that, you know, I can uh, kind of just follow a walkthrough as I'm going through it versus, mm -hmm. you know, um, you know, with some of these older games, they, they don't do a great job as far as like telling you exactly where you need to go or, you know, you, you can kind of feel lost um, to some yeah, degree. And definitely. so between the difficulty and feeling lost and the timer is just kind of like, uh, OK, I'm going to move mm -hmm. on to something else where I feel, you know, like I'm making more progress. So that was that was probably the reason I, I, I put it down. No, and that makes complete sense. And and I and like I say, I'm completely in the same boat here with you. And I'm just actually looking uh, because uh, it is on my list as well. And I was seriously considering skipping it because <laughs> I just had these like PTSD flashbacks of like failing, 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 feeling lost, feeling the pressure of the timer, and then just going, you know mm -hmm. what? No. Right. I'm not, not enjoying this. Right, uh, it's right. it's aggressive it's too aggressively retro for me. Right. But maybe maybe I'll go back. Yeah. How, how long did you think it took you end to end uh, and just to do I that mean story? it was probably I don't know, just two, three hours. Okay. I mean mm. the you know, the whole thing is meant to be played in the time span of an hour. Um, I mm. probably got to the I don't know, the 85% mark, you know, when, when the timer ran out. So I probably spent, you know, in game time, you know, I probably spent two to three hours total mm. um, when they take into account, like, you know, restarting levels and such. I'm guessing as well that the, the story, I mean, the story is literally just a setup for the game. It's not, it's not a very strong narrative or anything. <laughs> no. So no. <laughs> like by the end, you weren't feeling like it was like, worth you know seeing it through from a story perspective i suppose again similar to explosion man it's more that that feeling of accomplishment you actually managed to do it right and what's interesting going off of uh prince of persia sands of time they use the same characters the same character models and stuff from that game so it's kind of more of like a if you enjoyed the story to sands of time it's kind of like almost like the story of the sands of time just in a little bit different form and you know aesthetic and everything like that but um yeah this game is not you don't play it for the story it's it's, it's definitely for uh for the gameplay for sure definitely one of the the uh, downsides i'd say to this game is it is really finicky on the controllers we've gotten spoiled in the last 20 years you know, of just how mm -hmm. platformers have progressed and gotten so much better and tighter and more responsive uh and this game shows uh, it, it's unforgiving but in the frustrating ways like you're like oh man that that really wasn't my fault well i remember there's there's, there's gaps but there's also like spike traps yeah. and things like that that you have to like avoid and it's very easy to slightly misjudge it or mistime yeah, yeah the the the, yeah. the biggest one is the um there's these doors that like you know go up and down and slice you know and you have to like jump through them or like roll through them but if you mistime it you can uh like you'll roll like into it so it'll stop your momentum but then like 
your character kind of just like stays there and you can't like really move out of the way and then you get sliced again and then you're you're done mm -hmm. so yeah there, there's definitely from some frustrating moments but uh, for me it was this contest was that the necessary motivation to say, okay, you know, I'll, I'll push through it, you know, like, let's keep going, nice. you know. Well, and similar to Explosion Man, you're, you're only left with uh, collectibles, mm -hmm. uh, so collectible life potions, which I assume you just need to do a full playthrough for, it's not it's not worth it, really. And the basically the, the hardcore mode equivalent of finishing the day, game without dying in survival mode, yeah. which is <laughs> almost the exact same completion uh, rate and ratio to explosion man so it's a two percent yeah. seven seven ratio yeah which i think is a tricky one yeah to, to play the entire game without dying in an hour that one that one would take again where explosion man is uh, more of like you know y you kind of deserve it when when you you mess up explosion man it's tricky and unforgiving but it does platforming well in, in this one, in Prince of Persia Classic, if if you die, it's half of the time. It's because the the game is just the controls are just so finicky, um, yeah. and I'm like, I, I don't need to put put much that stress on my life. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And and just even you know they seem similar, but you know um, for me, I've got thirteen friends uh, who have got the hardcore achievement in Explosion Man. And for the survival, not dying in survival mode achievement in Prince of Persia, I have zero friends <laughs> who've got it. So, you know, and, and I'm, I'm friends with people like, you know, Mario and, uh, you know, pretty hardcore gamers, uh, right. you know, from, from the community who, yeah, none of them have, have done it. So that says something, I think. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Right. Well, that's pretty great. Uh, you've managed to knock out two of your never-ending stories. You've ended the stories of the never-ending stories that's right. uh, in the first month. And I would, again, normally ask you, oh, are you planning to do any others? But I kind of already know that you are well on your way. Uh, so do you want to do you want to give a few teasers on some of the others you're working on? Sure. At the moment? Um, so one of the strategies I, I did was just put everything that's on my list is on my random to-do list. So that way I have extra motivation to um, go back and revisit and um, try to knock these out. Um, one uh, that I did in January that I made a good bit of progress on was uh, Greed Core, um, which was a game that I, again, did the first level in 2010 and uh, didn't pick up. And so uh, it, I got I would say three quarters of the way through the campaign on that so far. And then uh, one that popped up on my random to-do list this month was Perfect Dark. I had to play um, on special agent difficulty, and the difficulties do not stack. So that's a fun, mm. fun thing about that particular game. But what I'm doing, if I beat it uh, a particular level on special agent, then I've gotten pretty good. Uh, you know, I, I know how to do it. Um, and then I'll just, as soon as I'm done with that on Special Agent, I just replay the level on the lower difficulty and I just breeze through it. So it, it, it seems to be working out pretty well for me. I'm uh, just a few levels away from the end, so I suspect to be done with it here in a week or so. Oh, awesome. Well, hopefully if uh, you've enjoyed this, uh, you can come back on and talk us through those two pretty soon. Yeah, of course. I, I'd love to. 
Right. Well, thanks very much uh, for chatting through uh, your never-ending stories, GT3 option fan. Yeah, of course. And uh, <laughs> I'll uh, see you around the community. Sounds good. See ya.